What is up, everyone? We're back with another Fireside Yankees episode. It, I'm Ryan Garcia. We got Nick to the right of me or left of me. I got right to put on my well, hands. Well, it's just to the right of me. Yeah. Although technically, since you're like in the studio, it'd be to the left if I was there, but right on the screen. <laughs> yeah. From from our our perspective, uh, our perspective <laughs> and the viewer's perspective is different, but. We've got another episode today talking about DJ LeMahieu, who is expected to be ready for spring training full go. There are going to be no, you know, there's nothing currently impending or, you know, a question mark as to whether, you know, he'll be ready to play on, on in spring training. Opening day is obviously different because you have to get through spring training. You have to make sure he plays through all that. But, you know, there isn't anything that's supposed to be holding him back. There aren't supposed to be any restrictions. You know, even though you see guys get cleared on the IL during the season, sometimes it's still something lingering going on. We saw this with LeMahieu. He came back from the IL and he clearly was still dealing with the toe thing. It looks like it's clearly re- it's completely rebounded. He's completely healed from that toe issue, which is huge for the Yankees because you know even if you look at the left field market, and I, I know that there are some guys there are aren't the top guys, but there are some guys that are still intriguing in that regard. There really isn't a, anyone available that is going to give you the OBP that LeMahieu can. So LeMahieu is probably the best external and internal option to lead off for the Yankees. Unless the Yankees were to get Brian Reynolds, and even then, wouldn't you want Brian Reynolds in the middle of your lineup? I guess that's a but that's not that's not the conversation for today. Brian Reynolds has been everywhere. Uh, DJ LeMahieu. Yeah, DJ Lay was the Yankees leadoff guy, right? So the Yankees are going to need him a lot next year, and he's going to need to be a stabilizing force at the top of the lineup, especially as some of the younger guys come up, and especially as you know the Yankees try to make sure the middle of the lineup with Judge Rizzo and Stanton stay stable for the entire year. Uh, but you know, Nick, what do you think Lemayhu's role is going to be on this team coming into spring training for opening day if he gets through spring training? You know, what do you feel about DJ Lemayhu, and most importantly, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm great. I'm I'm doing really well today, man. Um, I'm first of all shout out to you, Ryan Garcia, ESM. For those of you that read Fangraphs and read RotoWire, the boy was credited and reported on for having the Rafael Ortega signing. Even though he wasn't the first one to have it, they still gave him the credit because that's how we roll, baby. ESM is on the map. We're coming for the heads this year. Um, but no, I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm doing really well. This month and next month are going to be the slowest, groggiest months for baseball because we just have to wait. And it kind of sucks because there's not a lot of moves happening, a lot of minor league moves and a lot of executive moves. The Yankees have been very active on the executive front, which is awesome. Never too many cooks in the kitchen. Um, And then, yeah, DJ News today was great news. Look, I'm going on the record, and I'll be on the record right now. On Thursday, January 5th, 2023, DJ LeMahieu will be your 2023 AL MVP. That's how good this guy is when he's healthy. Look at last year. He had like a 4F war going into August. Like, he is... He's an exceptional baseball player, and his role and abilities on this team cannot be understated. Like, I know DJ is going to be, what, 35 this season, I believe? Um, but it's not like you – when you watch DJ play baseball, it's not going to be like watching the aging Josh Donaldson play baseball. It's his makeup, his build, the way he attacks the, uh, the ball, his plate approach as well. It bodes well for someone going into their late 30s. So I'm, I'm very excited about DJ LeMahieu. I truly, truly hope his toe is – a-okay and they're not just saying this to just be like oh yeah he's fine and then it pops up again but i don't know man like having dj in this lineup is a huge huge piece like there's there's no doubting it i mean like you said table setter you could even bat him fifth if you wanted dj does what dj does and that is post like a minimal strikeout rate an exceptional walk rate and just barrel up the baseball to all parts of the field yeah, you know, LeMahieu, before he was, uh, you know, scratched from the lineup uh, before a series with the Rays in mid-August, had a 134 WRC+, plus, and that's where all 12 of his home runs came, you know. Um, now, we have to be a little bit careful with the AL MVP thing because the last time he said that a potential Yankee starting third baseman with the AL MVP, that ended up being Josh Donaldson. Uh, so we may have a little bit of a curse going on here. But we, in all seriousness— I'm pretty sure I was the one that was like, J.D.'s going to hit 35 home <laughs> hey, runs. Hey, man. 
I remember being a big JD guy going into the year because of Steamer. Uh, and he also just hit the ball really hard. I'm pretty sure like the third best average yeah. exit velocity. But I will say, it was a thing of beauty, dude. It was. It really was. And then you're like, oh my God, he becomes this elite defender. You would think like, if you were to tell us, I think at the end of last year, Josh Johnson became an elite defender. We'd be like, oh yeah, he totally won MVP then. Right? Like, or like he finished like top 10 MVP voting probably. And then nope. we're like, well, he didn't hit. Uh, and that like, like that was all. a weird situation all around. But DJ LeMahieu, um, you know, he's someone who I think the Yankees are going to need to rely on to play third base. He's an excellent defensive third baseman. You know, as good as Josh Johnson was defensively at third base, and I'm going to give him all the credit there. He was an elite defensive third baseman. They, he consistently anchored down that position for the Yankees on that side of the ball. DJ LeMahieu matched him in defensive runs saved and had a better per rate outs above average, right? So, you know, LeMahieu's a guy... And he remember he matched him in DRS by with way more way fewer innings at third base. So Lay is one of those guys that can play a really good defensive third base for the Yankees. So you're not going to lose anything there. And I think the bat has upside, as you mentioned. You know Lemayhu really was playing at an elite level, not at just a good level, not at just a strong level, not at just a nice bounce back season. This was a guy who was a 130 to 135 WRC plus hitter last year with elite defense. Right? He probably could have finished year the five to six WAR if he didn't ha- get sidelined with that injury, which would have been a really good bounce back. It would have been LeMahieu's best full season with the Yankees, right? Even better than his 2019 if you look at it statistically. Um, And, you know, the Yankees can really, really have a strong lineup if LeMahieu gives them that 120, 125 WRC+. You know, at the top of that lineup, you think you have that top four and you put Glaber in the five spot. You know, if you're able to get a decent left fielder, this team's going to have a really good lineup next year. Um, you know, I've talked a lot about internal progression with this team. You know, a lot of the, a lot of the steps forward this team's going to have to take is going to be with guys who are on the roster at the end of 2022, whether it be on the injured list or, you know, in the farm system. Uh, this organization is going to rely on a lot of internal talent for a reason because they have a lot of really good players. Um, Why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I have no problem with this team relying on the Oswald Peraza's, Anthony Volpe's, DJ LeMahieu's, Glaber Torres's of the world, Oswaldo Cabrera as well. He can play a mix at third base. You know, he's got a really good arm uh, that can probably allow him to play the position pretty well. 90th but, you know, I, according to Savant. Yeah, absolutely. And he played a really good shortstop. I imagine that translates over to third base. We've seen his arm at shortstop. Um, ultimately, what this team has is a lot of infielders. And LeMay, he's one of those many infielders. And you figure if you have so many quality infielders, right, you're going to have one of them at least two, two, one, two or three of them pan out, and you're going to feel really good about your infield. You know, I know that this is taboo, and I really don't like Josh Donaldson. I, I mean, I've been on record really not liking him. But <laughs> it would it? I guess my point more so is, is, like, would it really be nuts to say that Josh Donaldson is – better than he was last year at the plate, right? I don't think that's crazy to say. It'd be one of two things. He has to be, right? Right. You, you figure it's either an age decline and it gets worse, you know, and that would be an issue. But I think the Yankees would cut him if he got worse than 2022. Um, yeah. But it's also one of those situations where, like, what if it was just not being all the way there or just an off year? Like, he still hits the ball decently hard. He still works walks. Like, what exactly – like? Can't, if he's a 110 WRC plus hitter next year, that's a better than what he did last year, right? That's that's yeah, an he was like 92, wasn't he, or like 95, 99? I think year. he was like 99. he might have been right. Below. Oh, he barely, he barely, he was able to kind of bring that back then. It, it, it's weird because Josh Donaldson's one of those guys where I I I feel like I have like I am on the side of I don't think he's very productive. Oh, 97, my bad. Um, I, I feel like he's not a productive hitter. I feel no. like he doesn't do a lot of things well for the Yankees. And that's why healthy DJ is key, dude, because DJ right. can now take reps from him at third base and can substitute in at second base for Glaber if he needs off days. And he can play some first base for Rizzo for when he needs off days so he can keep his lower back healthy. Like, look, 
the Yankees have a very old infield, if we're being honest. Like, aside from the young kids that were trying to basically fit into either shortstop and second base or shortstop and third base or trying to get them reps, you look and you got Donaldson 36. DJ's going to be 35. Rizzo's 34 this season. So it's like you got all these guys that are, like, getting older, and you need to see someone put together a fully healthy season. Like, DJ, as now, last year was, an, was a, in my opinion, it sucked because – Going into August, he just came off of July where he about 344 and literally was like looking like a potential MVP candidate. And then August, he just bat 211, posted like a WRC plus of like 60 and just fell off a cliff. And then he didn't play like at all in September and October. So it's like DJ, if he's healthy, will not only just provide a key guy for the lineup, but he'll just also make it so the infield can work in a more cohesive way. Because DJ last year, we saw, like you mentioned, he had as many outs above as, uh, as many outs above average at third base as Josh Donaldson did, and he had 300 less innings there. He had almost as many defensive runs saved as well. Like DJ is just so elite at third base, despite the fact that you watch him play and you're like, oh, DJ just looks like a normal like smooth fielding infielder. Like he's six four, kind of wiry, and then you watch him field, and it's like, damn, he makes it look effortless. And I, I again, the reason I think DJ could be an MVP candidate is just simply because of his ability to make contact on pitches. The dude doesn't swing at bad pitches. He waits on his pitches, and he works walks. I the way I view it is like, look, everyone loves to talk about Luis Arias and for that and the Yankees how they were looking at Kepler, how they should try to get Arias as well. But I I, I still a million percent believe that DJ LeMahieu is a better hitter than Luis Arias, and like Arias just literally is just a slap single hitter and doesn't work walks, but he also doesn't strike out. DJ works walks and doesn't strike out, hits singles, but also can hit a few home runs and doubles. Like, DJ next year should hit 20 home runs if he plays 130 games. I mean, I, I think I'm a little bit lower on the power output just because of age. Like, I have to equate that as the part. His barrels up this. everything, dude. And he his launch angle is pretty solid. He does still hit the ball hard. And that's like, he his his max exit velocity hasn't really deteriorated much uh, between now and 2019. It actually got better than his mark in 2020. Uh, but the way I see it with LeMayhew is that, you know, the balls are the, the balls have kind of been... Uh, specifically killing um specifically killing opposite field power right and sure. that's something that can concern me a little bit for his uh power output but as you mentioned with the context it was the obp i think he's going to be able to put up really strong obp numbers consistently throughout uh the next two to three years i don't know you know what the back end of this contract looks like i don't know what the last few years of dj lemayhu looks like but what i do know is that if the raw power is still there if he's still able to generate uh hard contact the rate he has uh in years past we're going to be looking at a player who um is going to consistently be really really good you know the shift isn't going to affect him at all because the shift ban i mean he wasn't ever shifted on uh but it is Why, how could you shift dj <laughs> right exactly it's everywhere but, and he like finds the gaps in the infield too like there's so many times last year where there's a runner on second base runner in scoring position so they shifted over toward the middle so that way they can keep him on the back what does dj do he just finds that hole between the shortstop and third baseman drives him in like, that happened numerous times last year. And that's why it's like having DJ as that leadoff guy, like you kind of said at the beginning of the episode, could be huge. Because I personally think that we're going to have Harrison Bader or Oswald Peraza or I guess IKF if he's in the lineup, bat ninth. So there's going to be some speed. There's going to be some guys that are going to be trying to get on and cause problems in the base pads, which means the pitcher is going to have to pitch to DJ LeMahieu differently because he's going to be worried about that guy in first base or the guy in second base. And that's where DJ thrives, when the pitcher has to think more than he should. Because DJ is one of those guys that is, in my opinion, one of the hardest outs in baseball. So it's like if you got guys around him that are able to get on base, 
you have Judge still batting second in that lineup, and not a lot of pitchers are going to want to pitch to Judge following the season he just had. So I, this this whole team, when DJ plays, is so much better than without him. And it's like not a not a rag on the other guys that we fill in there, like the Glabers when he plays a lot more, the young kids when they play a lot more, Josh Donaldson, of course. Well, that's a rag. But when DJ's in this lineup, you you agree, just top to bottom, it's it's it, 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 I can't even think of the word. It's just it's it's so much more. It, it just blends together well because everyone does their job. There's different types of hitters. It's not the same swing and miss kind of uppercut swing at sliders away that look hideous. Literally, Josh Donaldson last year saw like 560 sliders breaking balls low and outside and he swung and missed that like them at a higher clip than he ever had in his career and dj doesn't do that that's why i love dj because this is the type of player that the yankees fans are like crying for constantly like we need guys that make better contact just hit the ball to all parts of the field just get on base and that's what dj does arguably better than anyone on the team except for judge yeah, and, you know, give me my final thoughts here on LeMahieu and just the infield in general. You know, LeMahieu is what deepens this lineup, right? This lineup feels the absence of LeMahieu. Um, and, you know, again, I've mentioned that the Yankees have so many infielders, you know, young, old veterans, rookies, you know, guys, you know, Glaber's kind of in that middle tier of, like, young guy who's still, who's kind of, who's still, you know, you consider him a veteran. He's been around he's the league for a while. 25, though. 26. It's actually yeah. crazy. He's He's been here for, he, this is fifth year with the Yankees, if I'm not mistaken. 2018, 2019, 2020. This is sixth year. So, uh, you know, the Yankees and and the Yankees infield construction, it's going to just be a dogfight to get playing time. And I like that. I think it's a good thing. I think that's what this team needs. I think this team needs guys who are going to have to compete for their jobs. Uh, but LeMay is one of the one of those guys where I need him in the lineup as much as possible. You know, if he struggles, then we can have a, we can revisit the discussion. Um, but based on the information and, and the, what we have right now, it's it would be stupid. It'd be bad for the Yankees to not have LeMahieu in the lineup daily. Um, you know, again, I think what he looks like post toe injury is going to be a big sign and kind of a big question mark. Um, or not a big question mark, but a question mark. Um, sure. But, you know, if it, I, I mean that we, there's a question mark for everyone. Right. I think there's everyone's got their little, you know, reasons why they may not succeed in 2023. Um, but LeMahieu to me is just a guy with a really high floor at the plate. You know, I think he's at least going to give you a good OBP, even exactly. if he slugs. Like even if, even he, if he doesn't slug anything, he hits eight home runs next year. He's yeah. still probably going to post a 350, 360 OBP. And he's still going to get on base at a pretty reasonable clip. And I know DJ is not one of those guys that shifted on. But again, same thing that I was saying earlier. Other guys in the lineup get shifted on heavily. Like if we see Aaron Hicks in the lineup, there's no, not going to be four guys standing on one side of the infield anymore, watching him ground out and do a double play, thus not even bringing up DJ LeMahieu to bat in the inning. So like there's going to be other opportunities. He's going to see more at-bats, more plate appearances. And again, the fact that he plays third base, second base, first base, all quite well. Third base is his best position at this point which is pretty crazy considering he was the second baseman his entire career. Um, those are all key points for me. Like DJ should just be the guy that uh, every Yankee fan should love DJ LeMahieu. Baseball fans should love DJ LeMahieu. Like the dude is just about his business. Isn't one of those guys that's going to cause any commotion or any ruckus. He's just going to go do his damn thing. Unlike Josh Donaldson, he's not going to attack other minority players in baseball. Like he's just a good dude. He just likes to play baseball for the New York Yankees. No, I mean, I no get distractions it, with DJ. I, I, no, but I think that's important. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've talked about this with Alex before, but that's important. You, it is. You know, clubhouse unity is huge. And not just that, like, you know, no one, no one, like, I remember, dude, we had to fucking record that episode. That was a nightmare. You know, like, that was <laughs> that a nightmare. Was such you know, a so, weird episode. 
Right, because, you know, ultimately, like, no one wants – not that no one wants – that that difficult conversations are not part of, you know, covering a baseball team or part of just life in general. But yeah. good God, does it not help to have to have that difficult – does it does it not – like, it does no one any good to have no. a guy who does stuff like that. And, that, and if we're going to go, on, like, off the field issues as well, the dude keeps bat flipping, not home runs. He did it in the ALDS. If we would have – like, I don't think people understand. Had the Yankees lost that game by, like, a run, the Yankees would have gotten swept in that series because they lost games two or three. Could you imagine? Could you imagine having to deal with that for the offseason? Look, getting swept by the Astros was not great. But no. you know what? I can sit back and say the Yankees didn't lose in the ALDS. Like, they won a playoff series. I have some memories to look back on it. Like, yeah, it wasn't, you know. Yeah, I mean, and then, great. of course, J.D. had the, the classic where he got struck out on three pitches and then laughed back to the dugout. And, DJ I mean, LeMahieu, I don't think I've ever seen DJ LeMahieu laugh. So look, it's like, these, they're, just, they're polar opposite personalities. And they're kind of, in the past couple of years, have been more or less on the same playing level. Like, last year was atrocious for J.D. But the year before that and the year before that, he was actually pretty solid. Like Josh Donaldson, that's why I was like hyped that we got JD. I thought this could be a sneaky little snag. And then last year was just atrocious. But you look at how they present themselves as players, as teammates, as Yankees, and there, there's no, not even a question, not even a shadow of a doubt. DJ LeMay, he was an objectively better Yankee. So you have him in the lineup daily. And a lot of people love DJ. Like you saw all the boys hanging out at the Rangers game last year. It was DJ, Rizzo, and Judge. Like, these guys are all, like, a cohesive unit. I don't think I ever saw a single Yankees baseball player having a dinner with Josh Donaldson, going out to hang out with J.D. on the town, going to Rangers games with J.D. Like, it just, it just means something when you have a guy that's not only a great baseball player but a great human being as a part of your team. And that's what DJ is. We talk about Nestor. We talk about Trevi. We talk about Judge, Rizzo. We have a lot of – Cole. We have a lot of really good human beings on this Yankees organization. But DJ's another one. Just because he's quiet doesn't mean he's not working behind the scenes. Like, DJ's role on this team is, in my opinion, like, I think he's the second most important player on this team behind Judge. Yeah, offensively, I mean, offensively. I'll say pitching. I think, I think Stan, I think, is the two because it's strong call Stan. Stan. Stan is the two. Stan is, the, I think, the second best hit on the Yankees. I think Stan's, Stan is the guy that, like, if Judge is to have some if judges if judge has a number two on this team like a, a partner in crime it's john carlos Stan. like those two guys uh and partner in crime sounds like a negative connotation i, I hope i i hope it i hope people are understanding that i mean that in the most not like most complimentary uh, JD way said something possible. like that you see like i, I but like, like i guess <laughs> i i understand how that i like part okay I'm gonna. No, I'm gonna. Fine, right? I'm gonna Harder gonna, times a very common expression. It is like, but like, I, I, I'm like, I want to make sure because like, I know Stan gets a lot of hate, so I want to make sure people are very much clear on the fact that I love Giancarlo Stan. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, Big but you know, giving my final thoughts on this lineup and DJ, kind of, I mean, it's gonna be tangled in with Stan a little bit, but you know, with the Yankees lineup and how it's constructed, right? You have LeMahieu at the top of your lineup. That's that's how it's going to be. That sets up a lot of opportunities for the middle of your lineup. It makes it tough for people to pitch through your lineup. Judge is a second hitter. You're going to pitch to Judge. Okay, what do you do after that? You face Rizzo. Rizzo's another guy who doesn't strike out a lot and is a tough out, and he actually hits a bunch of home runs. He's going to be and a no guy. shift this year. Right. Lots more hard-hit ground balls getting through. Yeah, he should probably – I mean, I expect him to hit around 240, 250 next year, uh, which would be a big boost to his batting average, even if the slugging goes down a little bit. I think he could be a 135 WRC plus hitter next year. Yeah, he's still um, Stanton, 
is projected for 132 WRC plus, it could get higher, right? Stan is Stan is a guy who can who can absolutely mash, right? He has generational power. Um, and that top four of your lineup right there is going to be do a lot of the heavy lifting for you. Have Glaber kind of in that five spot to uh, you know mop up the rest of what the top of the lineup couldn't get done. Uh, which I say couldn't get done, but you know they're probably going to get a lot done. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. But you know you look at that one through five. You know that's really important for this team, right? The, the bottom of the lineup is going to be important, sure. But I'm confident that the lower part of the lineup is going to be league average, right? You know sure. you're going to get Jose Trevino, who is a I know it's a question mark offensively because you're, he's coming off a year where it was a career year for him. But if he's an 85 WRC plus hitter, you don't care with the glove. Uh, Peraz and Bader, I think they can be, you know, 100 to 105 WRC plus hitters. Yeah. I really like Bader's uh, power output for next year. Um, and, and, you know, you're just kind of piecing together. And left field's going to be a question mark. Left field's Oswaldo Cabrera right now, right? And Oswaldo Cabrera put up a pretty good power display. So, you Yankees know, look at that bottom of the lineup. Yan- yeah. So many Yankees fans are clamoring for Oswaldo in left field. The only reason I don't want him as our everyday left fielder is because he's so good at literally every position he right. touches I want that to why not let him – yeah, why not use him as the DJ? And then that way yeah. you can have DJ as well mitigate some of those injury concerns and give him more rest days. Like this team is going to be so much deeper than people imagine, and that also comes in the heels of the minor league signings that we've made as well. Like call me call, – color me shocked here. I think that we still see Willie Calhoun or Rafael Ortega or – my boy Elijah Dunham, who's we got com- confirmation will be starting the season in AAA next year. Look at us. We're making moves, dude. ESM is getting in the business now. We're getting sources. We're getting people DMing us saying, hey, I know a little thing or two about this. Like, this is what we want to see, baby. But the team is going to be – I truly think people that are saying this team is just the exact same as last year. We're just running it back. Need to sit back a little bit and reanalyze and look at what we started off the season with last year. We were yeah. hoping for Parazza and Cabrera. We thought IKF was going to be good. We thought Josh Dawson was going to be really good. And then it turns out that both those guys were colossal disappointments. And the two guys that I mentioned previously finally got their call-ups and performed exceptionally well. So you add those two guys as more or less regulars into the lineup, and that'll bring more lineup cohesion and allow the lineup to flip over easier. And the bottom of the lineup will be better. Like this Yankees team, I, I stand by this. It's a better team than it was opening day last year. Even if we have some of the same players. Yeah, and ultimately, you know, this team was the fourth best offense in WRC plus. So if the Yankees are the fourth best off- offense next year, and they have the, then the, they pitch two expectations, not past expectations, two expectations. They're gonna have the best pitching staff in baseball. So you know, ultimately, yeah. this team set for 2023. If I'd like to have a left fielder, but this team's most of this team's identity is already here. Um, and ultimately, it's gonna bank on a lot of their younger guys coming up, which it sounds like a risk, but anything you do is a risk with acquiring players or developing players or anything regarding that. So, you know, let us know what you guys think about DJ LeMayu and this lineup. You know, I think I think we've, we've come to the consensus. You know, LeMayu is an important part of this team. I think he's going to be the lead-off next year. Uh, we think he's going to be the lead-off hitter next year. And we're excited to see what he can do because I, I think this is this is a – Fireside Yankees is pro DJ LeMayu. Uh, yeah, but let us know what you guys absolutely. think in the comments section below. We love you guys so much. You guys have been great with the support lately. We are hoping to have a big 2023, but that's because of you guys. So oh, yeah. uh, thank you guys so much. We'll see you guys in the next video, and peace out.